Well, hello, hello, hello. Hello. Thank you for joining me at another Pause Reset Brunch Monthly Podcast. My name is Natalie Francis-Clark, and my guest for July is none other than Natia Nicole. Natia. Hey. (laughs) So before I begin, let me just read your your bio, um, and, um, and then we'll get into it. Uh, so Natia Nicole comes from the culturally rich city of Boston, Massachusetts. She's an award-winning actress and director, an accomplished filmmaker, writer, and producer. She's best known for her roles on Fatal Attraction, which airs on TV One, uh, Murder Chose Me, and Dexter's Guide to Dating, uh, which is on Amazon Prime. Her recent TV credits include Personal Injury Court, Taboos 3, and fixation too. Natia has also experienced the generous applause of a live theater. She continues to train and work on perfecting her craft. Natia is also a top producing realtor within the greater Atlanta, Georgia area. She successfully leverages the skills she obtained as an engineer in corporate America to analyze the market and bring tremendous value to those looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate within Georgia and beyond. Natia is a master networker and prides herself on meeting new people, maintaining genuine relationships, connecting people together, and helping others succeed in their goals. Whoop, whoop. Let's give it up for Natia Nicole. That's me. Thank you so much for having me, Natalie. I appreciate it. No. So trust me, I was honored because just to let um you know just to let everyone know Natia actually did my virtual pause reset brunch during um during the pandemic mm-hmm. um 2021 right and so I was honored when you reached out to me and said hey I've added on more I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a top-notch realtor you know so you know you wanted to talk about that and stuff like that so I really appreciated I Thank I appreciate that I was honored I was like okay And I love the fact that you've expanded upon your brand and you've begun this podcast. And I don't know if the people know about your radio show as well. You're doing amazing, excellent things. And I just love to see women, especially Black women, um, building and growing their brand and succeeding and doing so many things and then reaching back to the community and other people that they know to bring them along as well. And I just I have to commend that. Thank you. You're welcome. So um, just question something I always like to ask. Are you eating or drinking anything at the moment? I'm drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I actually just finished my coffee and now I'm on to my water. Hopefully I could get my full intake for the day. <laughs> yeah, actually I'm doing it backwards because I you're supposed to start with a bottle of water first to flush mm-hmm. your system in the morning and then coffee. But I just... I needed I to sip a few this morning, a few sips first. Well, I hear you. So um, in my past, past podcast, I, I think I have mentioned that I grew up and I know some phenomenal women. And um, I've known Natia since the 90s. and um you know it's always a pleasure just to know that the women that I've known and have grown up with are just doing their thing God is good 
Yeah. With all this, honey, how do you find time to breathe? Um, I, again, I'll have to go back to what I stated when I was a guest on your pause reset brunch is okay. that I truly believe in balance. We have to okay. find the time for things. Matter of fact, just last Sunday, um, my aunt is in town from, or was in town from Massachusetts. Um, and she's staying with my cousin over on her side of town. Mm -hmm. And we all planned my cousin, my aunt, my cousin's teenage daughter, uh, and she had a friend over, and then my daughter, who's 11. Um, we were planning on going to the lake because my aunt has been here several times and hasn't been to a lake yet. She didn't know that we had nice lakes. But then we talked about the traffic situation and, and the parking and all that. So we decided, my cousin decided to come to my community where mm -hmm. we have several different pools. Um, she said she was tired of her neighborhood pool. There were the kids over there were rowdy and whatnot. I said, well, come over here. We have several to choose from. We even have a pool that's strictly for adults where you oh. can't be splashed by kids. Exactly. Kids are not allowed. It's if you want to lay back with your little drink or whatever and just cool in the pool and you don't have to worry about the kids uh, jumping around. So they came over and um, I was like, you know, let's make this a family day. I told my son to come over. Um, and he's 27. I have a 27 year old and an 11 year old, but people mm -hmm. never leave me because I look like I'm 32. Okay, girl. <laughs> that is amazing. But, uh, <laughs> so we, you know, I told my son, go get a little drink from the mm -hmm. liquor store. And we all went to my neighborhood pool and we had a blast. And I try to reserve, you know, time for days like that. Okay. You know, um, I would have had to take a buyer out all day today shopping for a house, but we put in three offers yesterday and negotiated the best one. And it was her number one choice. So we got her under contract yesterday, which freed up my day for today. Um, so I could do this podcast and I can do some other things. I would have, I would have still done the podcast, <laughs> but I would have taken her out afterwards. And it just would have been another hustle and bustle Saturday. Mm -hmm. I'm showing houses and I'm doing this and that, but at the same time, um, I time block, you know, if, if I told a friend I do a favor for her, I make sure that I block off that time so mm -hmm. I can do that for her. I have, you know, I'm helping a friend later on today. My son has a job interview, wants to use my car, uh, you know, and tomorrow I'm going hiking with a friend. Oh, she invited okay. me on a hike. Yeah, it's going to be super cool. I like to hike uh, Kennesaw Mountain pretty often. But my friend told me about this hike that's going on tomorrow, and it seems like it's going to be pretty popping. Uh, there's going to be, you know, some people in the city meeting up and going on this hike, and uh, it's sponsored by a bank, so should be pretty cool. And it seems like it might be a nice opportunity to meet a single man, you know. So <laughs> that'll be fun. But I I work so much, and when I say that, I mean I'm up until sometimes one o'clock in the morning research. Mm -hmm properties, emailing them out to clients. And of course, you know, a lot of realtors, their phones go off at 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. But my clients, I'm okay with them texting me throughout the night if they're having fears or they have questions about the market and they want to call or what have you, because I'm a night owl anyway. Mm -hmm. And I, don't know, I think it's just because I have ADD. Like if I'm not doing something, I just don't feel right. I always have to be moving. I always have to be doing something, but I make sure I reserve those days where, okay, I know I can sleep in. 
uh, tomorrow, or I'm going to get a massage tomorrow. So I make sure I, I um, schedule myself. And I've even scheduled myself for a full spa day. That's important. It's mm-hmm. important. And of course, time with your family, time with your kids, you know? Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. Now, 2021, I know that you had not too long just gotten into the real estate game. And mm-hmm. 2023, my girl is a top producing realtor. You better do it. <laughs> that is so, good. So for someone who's interested in getting in real, into real estate in Georgia, what are the steps that they need to take? So I have friends who always come to me and say, I'm, you know, I'm going to take, I'm going to become a realtor. I'm going to go to class who has best schools and yada, yada. Or if someone has already started the journey and tells me that, you know, I signed up for a class, blah, blah, blah. I asked them, where are you taking your class? Let me tell you something. I am 100%. I'm not trying to stop anybody's bag, but these online real estate schools are not it. Don't do it. I am totally against it. You need to, there's so much material that is covered and there's so much of it that is state specific. You have got to, you've got to sit down with, you've got to be in an instructor led class. I don't care if it's online, as long as it's a live instructor Mm -hmm. or in class, because you have to be able to ask questions. There's so many things that are not clear that you need to clarify uh, in those real estate classes and just doing it online by yourself is not going to work. The little questions that they give you at the end of the module or whatever, they don't prepare you for the true uh, exam that you have to take. I've had so many people take them and crash and fall, you know, or they're just not disciplined enough to get through the whole class online. And let's be real. Your real estate class is used to strictly prepare you for the exam. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the exam is not easy. I've had friends. Well, For me, it wasn't that bad, but I've had friends who have taken it several times and failed it and Mm -hmm. had to retake retake the whole class. Because if you fail the school exam twice, you have to repeat the whole 70-hour course, 75-hour course. Sorry, my puppy wants to play right now. (laughs) Give me this. So you have to repeat the whole 75-hour course, Mm -hmm. and then then you have to take it again. So mm-hmm. you won't get to take the state exam. And then if you do pass the the end of the uh, class test, you have to sit for the state exam and you have to pay for that. And so, you know, it was never my goal to be spending money over and over again. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I had a friend who told me, oh, don't feel bad if you fail the state exam. It took me, you know, three or four times. I said, uh-uh, I'm paying my $141. I'm not wasting it. That's a bill right there. I said, Mm-mm. I'm not paying it multiple times. I'm taking it and I'm passing it. So my 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 number one um, piece of advice is take an instructor-led course at a reputable school. Check their reviews. Mm-hmm. Barney, Fletcher, Barney Fletcher here in Georgia is amazing. You can actually take a class with the Georgia MLS. So you know, that the multiple listing service. So that's an excellent class. Um, I know that my brokerage, Better Homes and Gardens Metro Brokers has classes that are good as well. So that, and then I would also recommend that you get a subscription to Prep Agent, P-R-E-P-A-G-E-N-T. There's study material, there's practice exams that help you prepare for the test. So that's an excellent resource. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so just the truth, um, truth be told, I actually just passed my, um, 
my test. I live here in North Carolina. I passed my test. And unfortunately, I was one of those people that had to take over the class. But it wasn't because what what was going on. Um, so my mom passed away last year. And around the time, um, it was all kind of things going on, hospice, the whole nine. So, mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, yeah. let me tell you. Mm. I the way how I didn't um pass the, the test both times because it was all around the same time, it yeah. was by 0. 0.8. 0. 0.8. I was like, what? But well, at you the same time, yeah. It, 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 but to be honest, I said, well, you know what, Natalie, you know, give yourself some grace because you had a lot going on. But nonetheless, I, I took it over. Um, I passed. So God is good. Yeah. Well, and, listen. It's a lot of information. It's a lot of information. And luckily, when I was taking my class, I had a great, (laughs) a great uh, instructor. He was funny, too. But they're not supposed to tell you what's on the test. But he told us before he started the course that I'm not supposed to tell you what's on the test. But um, if I tell you it's your birthday, uh, you know, there's a pretty good chance that it's going to be on the test. So he'd be going through the course and he'd be like, now I'm not sure if that's your birthday, but you might want to study it just in case. Or he'd be like, it's not your birthday, but it's still good to know, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> stuff like that. He was mm-hmm. so hilarious, but mm-hmm. I'm glad, you know, you, you did men- make mention of what you went through your, with your mom and my condolences again, you know, we, we text and, and talked mm-hmm. during that time. And it was, mm-hmm also around the time that I had lost my dad and had this discussion with somebody the other day, um, how I really, although I did well last year, I wasn't, I really couldn't focus last year because, you know, people don't realize how much a death of somebody very close to you can really affect your life, your livelihood. You know, at the time I was still in corporate America and doing real estate and I lost my dad last February. And I just kind of feel like I went into a state of depression. I didn't really want to do anything. I didn't want to be around a lot of people, didn't want to talk to a lot of people. And then, um, you know, I was just starting to kind of come out of it and get a little bit more comfortable with my current state of, you know, things. And um, then I lost my nieces. My niece and her seven-year-old daughter passed away last June in a car accident and my dad passed in February. My niece, I saw my nieces in April. They came to my house and I gave my niece a necklace with my dad's ashes in it. And I was the last one in the family to see the two of them. And then in June, the beginning of June, they passed in a bad, a horrible car accident with my niece's niece's boyfriend, her and her seven-year-old daughter and their dog. And that, that began another several months of just, first of all, my sister-in-law was a wreck. You know, she had lost my brother in 2011. And then we still had my nephew to, you know, break it, break the news to him about what happened. He's uh, 14, break the news to him about what happened with his mom and his sister. And then my sister-in-law, she was just a wreck. And I've never planned a, a memorial service before, but I pretty much, planned everything. I went with her every time she went to the funeral home or I spoke to the people from the church. I organized with the people from the church for the food. I put together GoFundMe. I did all these things and I'm still in mourning myself. 
So it was very, very, it, it was just extremely difficult. So we have to allow ourselves some time for grace because at the end of the day, forget about a real estate school, forget about, you know, selling houses and making money or even your job. It's like you're holding on to your livelihood, your mental health, you know? Mm -hmm. So at, you know, you, you have to kind of be able to even function and cope during that time. So trying to add on doing other things is, it's a lot and it's commendable if you are able to do it. But, you know, sometimes we just have to worry about me. You know, I have to worry about Natia and you had to worry about Natalie. I have to put these pieces back together. Like what does life look like without me talking to dad every day? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, 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 and the thing is grief has a way of hitting you at just random times. You know, sometimes mm -hmm. I know for me, it's not when, uh, you know, Mother's Day, you know, I remember people calling me, hey, how are you doing? Because it was going to be the first Mother's Day, you know, without mommy. And to be honest, it wasn't, I was okay that day. It was yeah. the days leading up to it. I think it was the anticipation mm -hmm. or, or even, even me passing the real estate because, you know, yes. she knew what was going on. I, my mother and I, we joke so much. So it was mm -hmm. kind of like, Oh, I couldn't even tell her, you know, yeah. like in face to face. Those I, are the I, I've had my conversations, but yeah, fair stuff. Cause I know she and I, we would have, we would have had our day out, you know, doing, yes. you know, so, but yeah, yeah, definitely give yourself grace. But yeah, I also um, want to touch upon um, you left a very comfortable corporate job. I did. <laughs> and I, did. I remember when I saw um because you didn't you announced it on Facebook like months later. Months after. Because yeah. I was fearful. I was fearful that I was gonna fall on my face, that things weren't gonna work out the way I wanted them to, mm -hmm. you know, that I wasn't gonna make it. And then, you know, I make this huge announcement and then I, you know, then it's like I'm stressed because, you know, I don't know if I'm really gonna survive. I waited a few months to see. Uh, how things would go and then I was like okay you know I feel comfortable enough to to talk about my decision because you know although I'm not where I thought I would be uh this year with all the crazy things that are going on in the market and the turn of the market with all these interest rates and just yeah. inflation you know people having so much fear um right. with the way the economy is right now it's like you know they're just so fearful to make a move. Uh, and then you add high interest rates to it. So um, although, so I was like, you know, before I was like, well, if I'm able to do this and make this much money and have this much success on a part-time basis, when I go full-time, I'm going to be doing X, Y, Z, blah, 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 you know, double that. And it's just crazy because this year <laughs> has hit us. And I don't know if you ever listened to real estate podcasts or anything like that, but even mm -hmm top uh, million dollar producers are on there talking about how how much different and slower this year is but they've been through times like this in the past if they've been realtors you know for 20 30 years they've seen these um these markets but um all in all you know god is a provider god has really kept me and um allowed me to definitely um more than sustain myself. I haven't really felt any change in my lifestyle. And I was making um, a good amount over six figures. 
And I said to myself, because of all the stress and anxiety of that job, I was in a, a top, you know, uh, Fortune 500 company. Mm-hmm. I know you know which one it was. And I was an engineer at that company. Mm-hmm. It just was very stressful. And I felt like I didn't have much balance there. Um, and I said, Lord, if even if I leave and make half of what I make here next year working for myself, I'll be happy, you know, mm. and thank God, you know, it's, it's been amazing. I've been doing just fine. I've been great. And I always tell realtors too, especially when they're new and they want to go into real estate 100%. If you can, what will help you is to make sure that you have multiple streams of income as if that doesn't, I've been preaching that for years anyway, as if that doesn't help everybody in any walk of life, but having multiple streams of income when you're in real estate, when it has its ebbs and its flows, because loan officers, you know, they're still, they're going through the same things as well. Homeowners insurance people, they're going through through the same things because it's the real estate industry as a whole right now, but real estate has ebbs and flows. So you might have, uh, I had two closings in May. I had one in June and I have none in July, but I do have one lined up for August 4th. So, you know, it'll be like, you might make, you know, $12,000 in a month. And then the next month you may make three. And then the next month, you know, it, it definitely is cyclical. It definitely has its ebbs and flows, like I said, but I have an Airbnb business that is bringing me like $4,000 this month alone. And then I have the home in Alabama that I flipped. That is a rental property right now. That's bringing me an income and I'm under contract with an investor to purchase it. Uh, with the tenant in place, but, you know, it's bringing me a a nice monthly income. So I set these things up Mm -hmm. prior to leaving my job on purpose. I put Ah. things in place so that I would have streams of income and not just be reliant on real estate, because I knew that real estate can be, you know, it, it can be kind of shady, you know, and it's not, not to say that it's not, um, a very lucrative, industry and market to be in is just that it's dependent upon the economy. It's dependent upon people's feelings and things like that. And then the other thing that I'm working on doing right now is I've actually started um, getting into commercial real estate because commercial real estate doesn't have as, as many emotions tied to it. As long as the numbers make sense, you got a deal. It's not like, Oh, well, I got to worry about, if I get laid off next year, you know, what's my stock going to do? And you know, it's, it's not all that personal stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just find a space, find a buyer, make the numbers work. You got a deal, shake on it. And then there's no driving around on the weekends and all that stuff, showing houses and doing open houses. Your work is done Monday through Friday. You meet with people, you ask questions, you put together deals, boom. And so I'm working on getting into commercial and that's going to be a whole nother ball game. Mm-hmm. So you, mm-hmm. you decided to take these steps prior um, did you have a mentor in this or you just sat down and created a plan? Like, okay, I got to make sure I have, you know, certain amount of income coming in. This is what I need to do. Or, or was there, do you have a mentor? Did someone say, Hey, this is probably what you should do. If you're thinking of going to do this full time. I wish I had a mentor. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I have, a, another friend who's in business in, she recently, her and her man, um, her and her significant other are in business together. And they recently um, 
they recently started training with a mentor who's given them so many amazing tips that she's also passed on to me, some of them. And I'm like, I probably need to sit down with somebody from the SBA or um, an organization that helps small businesses. But um, no, I did not have, <clears throat> did not have a mentor and I, but I knew I needed money. <laughs> I knew I had a, had two mortgages that needed to be paid. I have a young daughter and I have an older son who, uh, although he should be 100% self-sufficient, also still needs my help. So I needed, uh, I wanted to make sure that I had additional income coming in. And um, I just always, I don't ever want to be fearful of not having enough money. And then I also am a strong believer of uh, having passive income, mm -hmm. income that's going to come in regardless, doesn't rely on the hours that you have in the day to work. Right. So that makes things a lot easier uh, for me. So the the Airbnb business that just takes me communicating with tech uh, with guests via message every now and again, communicating with my cleaner to make sure I have all the supplies at the house. You know that she knows when people are checking in and checking out, and it just really it's 98% uh, hands-free business, you know, um, as long as everything is working over there at the house and, you know, my cleaners on point, which they are, mm -hmm. um, that, that takes care of itself. Sometimes I need to get on and adjust my pricing, maybe run a little sale or something so I can boost my bookings, but you know, it's good. And then, um, but I did, and I purposely, took my stock from my previous company. I worked with a friend of mine that I knew did wholesale real estate, <clears throat> excuse me. And he found me the house in Alabama for 26,000. It was actually more than that, but we talked him down to 26,000. And I used um, the money from the stock to purchase the house. I used some HELOC money to renovate the house. And um, I did my first flip. I bought it last July, finished it in February, put it on the market. The market kind of took a, a change, a dip, and it was sitting there for longer, especially in that market where it was. So I put a tenant in there in May. And um, yeah, I mean, so I just feel like whatever you do in life, in your career, um, whether it's going to school or whatever, you should sit down and put together a roadmap and try to look ahead and see what that future is going to look like. You know, I was fortunate to have a cousin who had been in real estate for 20 years and another friend as well. So I can kind of see um, how it how it went, how it goes. And I said, when if I if you ever get in sales, you know that you can have a huge month and you can have couple months where you have nothing. So I just wanted to make sure I, I maintained a steady cash flow to help me take care of my, what my obligations and what I needed to meet. Gotcha. So mm -hmm. where do you see yourself in five years with real estate? Ooh, people ask me if I'm going to become a broker and I say, I don't have any desire to become a, a broker. If I do it, it'll just be for the recognition, um, the knowledge uh, you know, maybe to get a bigger split, excuse me, from my brokerage. But I have no desire of uh, having a brokerage and having other people under me, you know, mm -hmm. a broker, just, it's a lot of responsibility that are on you. Um, but I do see myself purchasing, oh my God, purchasing or building a multifamily. 
uh, whether it be a three, but ideally a quad. Mm -hmm. uh, so I can have, um, you know, four families or four units in there. Um, and so I just see myself, real estate is so broad, Natalie. That's what I yeah. love. About. So you can go in so many directions, but I don't know if I do another flip, I'll do it much closer to home because I learned a lot in doing one four and a half hours away, but I would like to try my hand at another flip here. It's only that the prices of uh, properties here, even distressed properties are just so inflated that I don't know. It would have to make sense. It would have to be in a great area, but I definitely want more Airbnbs and I definitely want um, multifamily units. Yeah. I, I can't wait to get my first multifamily. I really can't. Awesome. It's, it's so interesting that um, each state does things a little bit different because in North Carolina, you only have the option of being a broker. They don't, they don't really, live. yeah, only a broker. Oh, we that. have to be a we have to be a realtor for at least three years before we can even sit for the exam. No, yeah, here it is. It is only broker. Um, they don't offer that option for real estate for agents. So, so I can see why you 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 failed the test the first time, girl. I know it was difficult. <laughs> you add the the broker stuff on top of the realtor stuff. Lord, I can imagine. Mm -mm -mm. So, um. Has networking always been easy for you? You know, I have the gift of gab. I don't know. You know, Listen, I, I, am, I am just, I am just letting the people know. Do you know, if y'all don't know, I went to high school with Natalie and Natalie, I don't know if you remember how many times I probably got yelled at or called on for talking in the back of the class. And, and the problem is, I'll talk to anybody. It doesn't have to be um, a black female, a black male. It could be an Asian kid. It could be a white. Like I, that in regular life, I talk to everybody. Like you know, I talk to people in the grocery line. I talk to people just everywhere. So I think that also has helped my real estate uh, career because I'm not afraid. I'm an extroverted person. I'm not afraid to just talk to anybody, and I can find something interesting in everybody I talk to. Um, you and know. she does. And she does it with a big old smile, too. <laughs> she <laughs> yes. always has that smile. <laughs> yes, girl. And I know my neighbor. I was talking to my client last night and I was saying, yeah, I got to get a gift. One of my, my right. My neighbors on the right. They just had a baby boy and I haven't been over there yet. And she's like, I hope to become I hope to be friends with my neighbors like that one day. I said, oh, yeah, um, I know my neighbors on the white my, on the right. I know my neighbors on the left. They're Portuguese. I know my neighbors up the street, Bob and his wife they're from Boston too I have another set of neighbors the only other black cup um family at the top of the road and um Regina that's my friend their dog is my dog's best friend and like <laughs> I, I meet so many people walking around this neighborhood and and whatnot and you know what I found listen I thought that you made friends when you walk around with a baby but it ain't nothing like the friends you make when you walk around with a dog All oh my god all of a sudden, you know, everybody in the neighborhood and everybody, it's just crazy. Like people stop and talk, especially when you have a cute little dog. But um, yeah, so I've just always been a very talkative, friendly person. I've probably talked too much in high school. All my report cards said that I was a chatterbox or, you know, talkative and, and all that stuff. I like to talk too much, but um, that just 
came with, that's just me. So, um, and I love putting people together. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I had a friend who I referred to your podcast Mm -hmm. recently as well. Um, And I also referred her to another friend's podcast because she's building her, um, her brand, her business. She came out of corporate America uh, in a bad way, actually. Um, And I'll let her tell her story, but she decided, you know, she's not going to give anyone that power over her life anymore. And she's going to, you know, um, build her her brand and her business for herself and I'm really happy for her so I get excited when I see um good people that I feel like can come together and have a a great connection whether it's a resource that's needed or even just I, I see a spiritual connection so I love to put people together um and I love to to help people progress in life in whatever way it is, either buying a house or it could be, you know, moving your business to the next level. Um, I even just, I had last year, my friend was going through so much because she lost her sister right before I lost my dad Mm. and she became a single mother of four. She took on her, her kid, her sister's kids and she didn't have any kids. So she was totally selfless and she's, she took on these kids and she was just, in mourning and and being around the kids and seeing them and being so sad about what they're missing out on, what their mother is missing out on um, in their lives, that she just was not doing anything for herself. She looked like she was really um, going through it when I saw her. So I had arranged for uh, my massage therapist to give her a massage. I paid her, um, you know, to, to, go ahead and and give her a one hour massage. And so she called and she scheduled and whatnot. And she was like, oh my God, friend, thank you so much. You know, da, 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 da. But the thing is, and I know my uh, massage therapist, she's West Indian and we always, she did my facials, my massage and everything. And we always connect and just talk on um, such a a great level. And I just kind of knew that their personalities would mesh and they really, loved each other when they met and she went in for the massage and they talked about uh, my friend's business and, and all those things. And I just, she was like, Oh my God, she's so special. She's so sweet. Thank you for introducing me to her. The other, my massage therapist texted me as well. Like, thank you so what so much for introducing me to Sirwa. You know, she's such a beautiful person. And mm-hmm. I was like, awesome. I just love it. It made my heart sing because I love putting good people together you know, and that could create a friendship that lasts for 20 more years. And you never know where that's going to go down the line. You know what I mean? So that's, I don't know. That's just, that's just me. And I love it. So um, one thing that I noticed you didn't cover in your bio, well, it was a short bio y'all. Yeah. (laughs) You're, you're a momager. Oh yes, 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 yes. (laughs) So they need to go back to the playback of Paul's Reset Brunch. <laughs> I know I talked about it, but yeah, so I'm an actress and, and here's, here we go into the whole hyper ADD thing, how I have to have 50 million jobs, you guys. I'm a Jamaican, okay? Um, I'm not a Jamaican, literally, but <laughs> I have a million jobs like one. So I'm an actress and my daughter's an actress as well. And she's actually, um, I've done more work, but she's done um I'll say more um what do you call it more um more I don't know more popular I don't know more 
she's she's worked bigger projects than I have, right? So she's been on uh, very popular TV shows like um, P Valley. She's on. Uh, she was in the Bobby Brown story that came on BET. She also is on a show that um, is on Amazon Prime, which uh, the main character is played by Denzel Washington's daughter, Olivia Washington, and Mike Epps is in it. It's called I'm a Virgo. So she's been um, she's been doing great. And, you know, we have a, an audition studio set up here in our house. And, you know, that's oh. Mm -hmm. she knows that's her job so um she gets an audition and she studies her lines and we go over you know kind of some of the things in the audition how she should um you know I try to talk to her about you know how would you feel if this happened and that happened so she can kind of relate to the character and the role and and then we go in the audition room and we bang it out and um yeah she's doing good she got she's got a nice little bank account built up which is a blessing and I say you know I wish I wish my my parents had pushed me when I was younger and wanted to do that or just supported me more in that but of course Boston and modeling and acting is not you know that prevalent you'd have to probably go to New York but here in Georgia of all places you know the acting industry is booming so um plus different times too yeah different times true mm -hmm. and there's there's so many acting classes and different things that you can get involved with and um she doesn't like the process of having to memorize lines and record the audition all the time, but she loves when she books and she's on set and she's treated like a queen and we get to travel to New Orleans and stay in a hotel and uh, and enjoy the city because she has to film one day. And you know what I mean? Like she loves all the perks. So it's, it's, it's good to see. And I'm, you know, I just make sure that she's disciplined in that as well. She already knows all set etiquette and you know what to wear how to act on set you know what to wear for auditions and things you know and how to act when she is on set um and uh yeah she's she's come up in it because she's been around me on sets um since I she was about four or five sweet yeah. sweet sweet so yeah. Natia um if anyone is in the greater um Atlanta Georgia region and they want to reach out to you mm -hmm. um, you know they're looking for a home or, or they're interested in finding out about the Airbnb business how would they get in contact I'm putting with together an Airbnb course so please uh, reach out to me they can reach me on Instagram at Natia Knows Realty LLC that's N-Y-T-I-A K-N-O-W-S-R-E-A-L-T-Y, L-L-C, Natia Knows Realty, L-L-C. And on my website is www.natiaknowsrealty. Um, they can also find me on Facebook, but I'll give them a phone number that they can call as well. Hold on one minute. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I don't this particular number by heart. So, um, so we have IG Natia knows Realty LLC, and then we also have www.natia knows Realty. Yep, and then the direct line is six seven eight 
678-320-4556. Again, 678-320-4556. Or they can call my office, 404-843-2500. And just ask for Natia Porter. That's my first and last name, y'all. I know Natalie introduced me by my first and middle, which is what I typically use for acting and whatnot, but my first and last name also for business purposes is Natia Porter. Awesome. Thank so you. is there anything else you'd like our audience to know? Um, you know what? I want you guys to be risk takers. I don't want you to be afraid to take risks and know that um, if you don't, take risks, you'll never do anything amazing in life. You know, you'll never reach the next level. Sometimes it has to be uncomfortable. Natalie had to take classes and, you know, test for real estate while she was going through a death in her family. Sometimes it that uncomfortability, it builds strength. So take risks, um, be uncomfortable, and it takes money to make money. So don't be afraid to invest in your dreams. I had to take money from stock. I had to take money from HELOC to create that flip property. And I'm about to sell it for a great profit. Um, but, you know, if if I was afraid to let go of my money, let me tell you something. God can't bless the cold, a closed hand. You got to open your hand to receive. So you got to open your hand to release some of that money in order for it to be returned to you. So don't forget those things, take risks, be uncomfortable. It builds character and strength and it takes money to make money. And God bless, be a blessing to somebody else. Awesome. Well, Natia, thank you for being our guest today. Um, these were some great <laughs> nuggets. And you know, I hope someone will be um, encouraged if they're thinking of doing something, but, um, but has doubts. Yeah, so, yeah, I hope so too. If you are out there and you're interested in being a guest on Pause Reset Brunch podcast, please, you can email me at pauseresetbrunch at gmail.com or you can hit me up on, on IG, um, naturalintingl.l.c. Once again, I want to thank Natia Nicole Porter. <laughs> Natia Porter for being our guest for July. Thank um, you for having me. Awesome. All right.